Good evening. My name is Aaron. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from finding comfort in alcohol and people-pleasing. I grew up in a Christian home with parents who made it a priority to attend church each Sunday and take my sister and I with them. I was taught about God from a young age, and I remember the first time the gospel clicked with me was in second grade Sunday school class. Although I trusted Christ for my salvation, it wouldn't be until much later that I trusted him with my day-to-day life. When I got to high school, football and sports consumed most of my time. I'm pretty introverted, so while most of my friends began to experiment with drugs and party on the weekends, I seemed to rather want to spend my time when I wasn't pursuing athletics with my parents at home. If I had to pinpoint my relationship with God during this time, I was probably more of the older brother in the parable of the prodigal son. I thought of myself as better than others because I didn't indulge in certain sins and chose to stand back and be resentful of others caught in sin rather than choosing to love and pursue them. Little did I know the roles would soon flip on me and I would dive headfirst into my own lifestyle of sin. At the beginning of my freshman year of college, I was invited to a party where I ended up getting drunk for the first time. I remember I loved the way it made me feel as I was suddenly more confident and able to escape from the stress and insecurities in my life for a couple hours. This started the habit of me working hard during the week to get my schoolwork done and partying hard on the weekends to escape and blow off steam. I started going out, getting drunk almost every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night, experimenting with drugs and having inappropriate relationships with girls all the while still somehow showing up to church on Sunday, numb, empty, and asleep to the lifestyle I was living. All the values I was raised on had gone out the window, and I found myself doing the very things I once told myself I would never do. Since somehow I couldn't shake my conviction that I needed Jesus, I decided that I would live with one foot in the world and one foot in church. I was doing what seemed right to me and try to justify my sin every way possible. Proverbs 14.12 says, There is a way that seems right to man, but in the end it leads to death. After college, I told myself that I would change and leave this lifestyle behind me. I was convicted to find a church, become a member, and prioritize my relationship with God. I had attended the porch at Watermark and was amazed by the pastor's authenticity, but also challenged to take ownership of my faith and actually follow Jesus with my life. So I became a member, joined a men's community group, and became involved in serving. Although I, wasn't, although I was convicted I needed to change, I still found myself overindulging alcohol on the weekends to find comfort and escape from the stress in my life. I still loved the way it made me feel. After all the steps to prioritize my relationship with God, I was still stuck living in two different worlds. The person I was and the person I wanted to be weren't matching up. This all changed when I became sick and had my health taken away from me for a season. While I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me, I was faced with my own mortality for the first time. This was a huge wake-up call for me, and I remember looking back on my life to this point and being ashamed of the way I was living. I started to feel the weight of my sin and rebellion towards God. I cried out to him to have mercy on me and save me from the sin I had embraced in my life. God and his mercy had broken me, and I felt like I had somehow blown it in my relationship with him. I remember driving home from work one day. I lost it and broke down crying as I heard God ask me, am I not enough for you? I realized I'd been running to all the wrong things for comfort in my life, and nothing I had been pursuing had ever been truly satisfying. It always left me wanting more. Jeremiah 2.13 says, my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, 
broken cisterns that can hold no water. I was like the people of Israel from old, forsaking the fountain of living waters for broken cisterns that could never satisfy me. I knew of some friends who had gone through region before, and they talked about how it had transformed their relationship with God and helped them find victory over the sin in their life. My wife and I were also supporting her sister going through the program, and would meet her up there some Monday nights for big group. After leaving one night and hearing a testimony that spoke to the same struggles I was having, I decided it was time for me to give it a try. I'd finally gotten to the point where I had to admit to myself that I was powerless to overcome the sin of my life on my own and needed God to come through for me. Psalm 107, 17 through 21 says, Some were fools through their sinful ways, and because of their iniquity suffered affliction. They loathed any kind of food and drew near to the gates of death. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love. This was a verse that gave me hope as I started Regen, seeing that if God could come through in their lives despite their rebellion, he could come through in mine. I remember in groundwork being truly open with others for the first time about my struggles with alcohol and people-pleasing. I was also encouraged by other guys who were open and honest, confessing their struggles and the sin in their lives. Steps one through three were foundational for my recovery, as I was able to fully admit that I was powerless to overcome sin on my own, as well as start to believe and trust that God was for me, loved me, and powerful enough to break the chains of sin, of my sin. Then came step four, inventory. This was the difficult and heavy step of processing and writing down all the ways sin had affected my life. I was able to see the full picture of my fears, how I'd hurt others, as well as the resentments and unforgiveness I held against others for hurting me. This step was humbling as I got to see the record of debt Jesus had paid for me on the cross. And step five, confess, was freeing. I remember feeling like a massive weight had been lifted off me as I was able to confess my inventory to others and still be received and loved after. I was able to experience being fully known and fully loved for the first time. Step six, repent, helped me look at the patterns of sin in my life and build accountability and guardrails to help keep me on the path God desires for me. The main thing I learned going through region is that recovery is a daily continual process and not reserved as a one-time event in my life. The antidote to the spiritual roller coaster of highs and lows I was on pre-gen was to practice and apply the steps to my life each and every day to pursue intimacy in my relationship with the Lord, prioritizing time in his word and with his people and community. I learned that true, lasting joy in life is only found in a relationship with the Lord and abiding in his love for me. Hebrews 12, seven through eight says, it is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father did not discipline? If you are left without discipline in which all participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Looking back on the circumstances in my life that brought me to region, I can see how God had divinely orchestrated those events to discipline me, bring about my repentance, and restore my relationship with him. He broke me so he could then rebuild me into the man he desires me to be. God, like a loving father, pursued me despite my sin and brought me home. Since completing region, I'm still very much a work in progress and still struggle with sin from time to time. But now when I do sin, I've learned to quickly confess it to God and others, put steps in place to to repent, receive God's forgiveness and grace, and make amends when necessary. 
As I follow these steps I learned in region, as outlined in God's word as his path for my healing, I see God bit by bit rebuilding my heart and my life to greater reflect and glorify him, changing my desires to line up with his. I've noticed the strong desire I once had to drink excessively and live selfishly has been slowly replaced with other desires to love and, to love and serve God and others. I have also had the privilege of helping lead a group of guys through the steps as well. We are currently nearing the finish line on step 10, continue. If this is your first time here tonight, know that God loves you and is pursuing you just like he has pursued me. Nothing you have done disqualifies you from a relationship with him and I'd encourage you to keep showing up and give God an opportunity to do in your life what he has done in mine. My name is Aaron Reck. I have a new life in Christ, and I am recovering from finding comfort in alcohol and people-pleasing, and to God be all the glory.